Hello to you. Um, we hope that you're great. Welcome to another episode of the What If We Keep It Real podcast. I am your host, Ben Oden. And I'm your host, Henry Sondo. And today we'll be looking at a subject that I think reflects the state of our current times, uh, the world we live in today, and some of the guiding philosophies uh, that drive our society, to be honest, especially in the, you know, like urban uh, societies where so-called air quotes here, elites live, right? Um, I think we live in a world, one, it's connected because mm-hmm. of the internet. It's like, right. you know, I can have access to people in China. I can have access to people in Australia. I can have access to people in Canada. Like it's, you can access anyone because of the internet. Instantly. Instantly. And not just people, but access knowledge. And I can't just access knowledge from someone in North America or in Far East Asia or in Australia but I can go back in time. In, the internet is like a time machine. I like what people say. You know, people say YouTube is like a time machine. You know, mm. when you go and you watch a song from like the 1970s, and right. people are like, you know what? You've transported us back to the 70s. That's the whole and, point. And yeah. I think with knowledge, you can go as far back as, you know, 2,500 years ago. Absolutely. Because it's all in this, you know, virtual library. Everything is there. So there's an abundance. There's an overabundance of knowledge that you can access Absolutely. Um, in the 21st century. And I think as a result of that, we have, um, what's the, what is it called when, people, when, you, when you've had too much food? And you know, is it being food drunk? What is it called? What is it called? The itis. Not necessarily what happens after you, like the, you know, the sleepiness or whatever uh-huh. it is, but when you've, when you have, when you've had too much food around the holidays, for example, like on Christmas or mm-hmm. like Easter, um, people or eat, like people eat yeah. too much. Yeah. Forgot the, the name of it. But I think, yes, we are. It'll come about. We have knowledge overload. Let me put it that way. We know too much. So you mean Kuvimbiwa? Yes, like Kuvimbiwa. Kuvimbiwa and information. Right. So. We have information overload and that can be a good thing or that can be a terrible thing. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think I want to center this conversation essentially around this idea that Paul wrote about when he wrote to Timothy uh, in, the, in the first, in the, I think in the second letter, or is it the first letter? Second. Second letter of Timothy, uh, of, uh, of Paul to Timothy. Where you know he essentially talks about this, and I and I would like to read and then it's chapter three, isn't it? It's chapter three, yes. Yeah. Um, I would like to start with verse one, okay. but the main line is verse seven, just so we can have context. But mark this, says Paul: there will be terrible, terrible times in the last days. Now, every generation believes they are the last days. So, you know, <laughs> this could be us, right? People will be lovers of themselves. Absolutely true. Lovers of money. Absolutely true. Boastful. Absolutely true. Proud. Come on now. Abusive. Yep. Disobedient to their parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, now people, you know, I guess in some countries, you know, people call their social Blasphemous services on their parents. Well, yeah, right? yeah. Ungrateful. Mm. Unholy. Come on. Without love. Right. Unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Slanderous. Shout mm-hmm. out to, you know, trolls. Right. Um, without self-control. Oh, yeah, that's why we have a lot of like obese people. We have a lot of drunkards. We have a lot of people who OD on drugs because there's no self-control. Um, brutal, mm-hmm. not lovers of the good. Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Right. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. It's like, right. a, you know, Christian swag type thing. Mm-hmm. Have nothing to do with such people. 
essentially he was warning you know him about not associating with those people yeah. and then yeah. it says they are the kind who worm and i like that word you know because worms and i've had i, I think growing up there was a point in time where i had a worm in my foot and i i had no idea how it got into my foot was it born inside my foot i had no idea how that whole thing worked out right. um and i skipped too many biology classes to actually explain how that works right but i think but what i like about this word is that it means it's they creep in yeah so it's like so subtle that you don't realize that they've crept Until into your right life. In there. Exactly. Until you feel the pain or at least you're paying the price of their mm. presence into your life. They yeah. are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over, he wrote gullible women, but there I say gullible people because it can be anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who, are lo- who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desire. Right. Um, Always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And Mm -hmm. now he's talking about the women, right? Right. Um, These gullible women um, who, one, they're like, you know, loaded with sin, but at the same time, they are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. So Mm -hmm. one, there's sin in their life, and two, they are swayed by desires, which is what we talked about, um, I think, in one of our episodes, this whole idea of, you know, um, going with the feeling, the desires, what you right. know. So, so they, they are swayed, but always learning, which is where the gullibility comes in because you're curious. You're always, you're curious about yep. what's happening. You're curious about the next new thing, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. And I think that our conversation today should essentially be exploring this whole idea of always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. And mm-hmm. in the 21st century, where there is so much information like literally, if you want to go into business, and I think I struggle with this as well, um, there's the art of war. Like the spectrum is crazy. Like, you know, you have the art of war, which essentially it's, you read that book and you realize if you want to succeed, there's no morality. You have, to, you have to be ruthless. ruthless. 50 mm. laws of power, mm. you know, uh, the prince, what is it? Machiavelli. <laughs> exactly. You have to be conniving and you have to be ruthless and winning comes at whatever cost. Right. And then you have, you know, on the opposite end, people who talk about empathy, uh, people who talk about morality, and you have, you know, moral leadership and all of those, you know, servant leadership and all of those things, right? right. So you choose where you want to go. Um, you choose what you want to do with the information. But I think this whole idea of knowing but never coming to the knowledge of the truth, I think, in my opinion now, is one of the things that contribute um, or one of the things that make people operate in this way is one when you don't have absolutes in your life i think everyone in their life as far as knowledge is concerned you need to establish things that are absolute these this is concrete mm-hmm. they are not changing i'm not there are no new ideas these things are set right right and then there are things you're like you know like for example like running a business like strategy and what's the best way to ma- manage people oh you know, social sciences are always evolving and people come up with new research in terms of what works. Um, micromanaging, you know, like giving people freedom, like ideas change, that's fine. But then there are cer- cer- certain things that they are not changing. Right. And I think the problem, or at least uh, I believe one of the main reasons people are gullible and one of the main reasons people can fall into this group that 
are always learning, always exploring, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth is because people who essentially have not established for themselves what areas of my life um, do I, am I fully set on in terms of like the belief system, in terms of like what you, the knowledge that you have, like I am not changing. For example, the gospel. There's no new revelation around the gospel. It's the gospel. Like Absolutely. we are sinful. Christ came. He died. Like you're not going to come upon new information that suddenly says, oh, okay. He didn't this, really die. Or yeah. Didn't. Or, like there isn't, right? The although, message of the gospel although is still the same. Although there are people who are exploring new things as far as the gospel is concerned, right? Like there are many, so many things um, that shouldn't be up for debate, shouldn't be open for new revelations. So the disputable issues and things that are, you know, that should not be disputed, right? Exactly. And, okay. and, and I think part of, which comes to the whole thing, I am the way, the truth, and the life, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, there are things that are set, like, is there a God? Is there not God? I mean, for some people, they're still exploring that whole thing. But then there are others who are like, you know what? There is God. So I, I don't care what new revelation science reveals. I don't care what new research says. I believe there is a God. And there are, End of on conversation. the other hand, there are those who don't believe there is a God. And they're like, they don't care what revelation you give me. There is no God. So, And which is what Christ said. You know, you'd rather be hot or cold. But if you're like warm. in the middle, if you're lukewarm, because if you're lukewarm, then you're gullible because you're always swayed by yeah. your desires. You're always swayed by new information and you're always taking. It's like right. it, marriage. Perfect example. This is controversial. Marriage. Some people approach marriage as something that is, can be disputed, right? In terms of like divorce. Let's just go there for the sake of conversation. Okay. Divorce. There are people who, for them, divorce is something that's, it's up for debate. Mm -hmm. You know, because they believe the Bible isn't very clear about that whole thing, right? Or at least the Bible was written at a time where they didn't deal with the realities of relationships that the 21st century man and woman deal with and the struggles and all of those things. That's what they believe. And so divorce is, it's up for debate, you know, like, um, depends on the situation, you know, it's, uh, it's not black and white for them. Like, you know, so I don't know, you know, uh, irreconcilable differences. Yeah, maybe. But then there are those who are like, divorce for me is the, it is an absolute meaning it's the Bible says God hates divorce. It's the end of conversation. It's a divorce is not an option. Because, you know, but then there are others who are like, maybe not. And so they're always learning, always exploring, um, right. but not arriving to the truth. So, I mean, of course, we can break it down to like to so things, many yeah. other things. Um, but, but what do you think we are living in a generation where people are always chasing revelations, new revelations, hopping church to church, minister to minister, preacher to preacher, book to book, um, Bible translation, commentary, like why do you think we are, I guess, how, what's, the, what's the brutal way of saying this? I'm looking for like a brutal way of saying it. Why do you think we are revelation seekers or... That's not brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, waiting for something. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was, I, 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 I was thinking about it. We're Don't like, let us get fired. <laughs> yeah, we won't get fired because we we're, we're, not, we're not cursing or anything. We're, we're revelation whores, let me put it that way. Right. Um, you know, we just... Neumalaya information mpia. Oh, okay. You just had to, okay. I had to go there. It's the truth. It's like we are like, you know? Yeah. Um, we're not no, faithful to the truth we should be faithful to. I think, I think um, when you were speaking, I was thinking about, like, if you go way back and, and the method, like, uh, that the Catholic Church used 
terms of they put set information and there was nothing outside of that. If there was mm-hmm. any other information, you will not have access to it. To one extent, I understand why they did that. It's because of what is happening today. You can easily be swayed no matter what. I don't care who you are. Mm. If you're presented with information and you're a person who's inquisitive, the first thing you do is you don't dispel it. Is you first process the information and, and decide whether it's true or not. And that is where the, the problem begins, right? We have, uh, when you come into contact with such compelling evidence or compelling information that can get you to start thinking. And then thinking leads to doubting. Doubting leads to questioning. Questioning leads to, okay, what new revelation can I get? Now, why are we that uh, way. such whores, as you said, revelation whores? Uh, as you said, number one, you don't have an undisputable truth that you're going to stand by, right? If you're talking about the gospel, uh, I think even Christ talked about it so many times. This notion of you always chasing for something. You're not chasing the person. You're not create chasing the creator. You're chasing what he can do. Mm. And that is why uh, people are always chasing miracles and, and revelations and, and the hype music and, and the pastor who will sing and the pastor who wear off whites and, and dress cool, not the suit. Shout out so to much. preachers and sneakers. Hey, shout out to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the, the next hype thing? Yeah. As if God is a person who, you know, as if you get to experience God more in a hype, more jumpy situation. But I guess that's a bit of a misunderstanding. However, um, why, are we, why are we whores? I remember, I remember in, is, is it the Gospel of Mark? Mm-hmm. You know, and when Jesus said, look, you people, all you're looking for are miracles. Mm. So I can promise you, yes, say to you, that this generation shall not see any miracles. Mm. It's because they had forgotten one truth. The truth that Christ was there was not to perform the miracles, even though he did, but it was actually to provide and lead people back to the Father. Mm-hmm. And the whole message of the gospel is to say, look, we're fallen people, and Christ came, lived a perfect, full, a perfect and, sin, and, and sinless life, died for your sins, rose again to give you hope and to reconcile you back to the Father. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. That is the one undisputable Thing that we can at least stand on. Mm. But then now <laughs> people come with other you know, issues. Oh, okay. But in, in, in his life, but what if the gospel isn't just about that? Not, we, we've also had conversations about the three different schools, like inclusives, you exclusives and people who think Jesus is the only way to heaven. Okay. Maybe he's not the only way to heaven. Maybe there are so many other ways to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, are we ex- maybe he was speaking to his time. Maybe he was only speaking to his time as if the mm-hmm. Bible is not crossed. Maybe Jesus wasn't an actual person, but this abstract image representation Absolutely. of this truth. And so in different generations, there are different forms. And then later came Muhammad. And then later came this person and then right. this person. And so exactly. maybe we will all make it to heaven. Uh, maybe. Buddha came in and all these things, right? Yep. But, but then we always find ourselves just like with anything else. We, we get, our attention span is very low, by the way. Yeah. And we get easily tricked into something, whatever's new, right? And whatever's hype and whatever's going to make us comfortable. Mm-hmm. The Bible is one of, if, if not the least comfortable book, yeah. revolutionary book, right? And it, it's almost as if it's chasing for chaos. It's, it's looking for chaos yeah. everywhere, right? And, and most of those things that are in the word of God and people get to choose what applies when, 
Like, there are the disputable matters. People mm-hmm. will be like, no, Paul was just talking to them. It was at that time. It doesn't apply today. Oh, Christ said this, but he didn't mean that. He meant this. So now it's like everybody is open to revelation. And the worst part is with this spirit-led movement, where you have a man at the helm as if he's the only one with access to God, saying, you know, I was in my secret place and God revealed this to me. And, and everybody, because they worship this guy, will end up believing that, right? Yeah. And, and so we find ourselves, and if you don't, if you're just uncomfortable, you get to hear somebody else that gives you the version that is comfortable, that feeds your flesh in a way that makes you feel more loved by God and not judged. You're like, no, no, I don't need this because this is judgment. God the lover, not God to judge. Yeah, as if, as if God isn't both. Mm-hmm. People forget that. He's also a, he's a judge, a righteous judge, right? Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, perfect judge. Perfect judge, mm-hmm. impartial, but nonetheless, he still loves you. So now we, we were always seeking for things that are going to appeal to us rather than yeah. seek the actual truth. And so, I think yeah. it's, 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 it's tough. And I think maybe let's zero in the conversation and focus on like three aspects that I Talk think, you know, uh, have led to divisions okay. within the church. Uh, the first one is marriage. Um, and I think marriage, especially the issue of divorce. Okay. So marriage... Um, divorce. And then the second aspect, I think the second issue really um, is sexuality because then we're divided in terms of like, what does the Bible say about that? Right. You know, um, maybe at the time things were this way, even with like same sex marriage, right? Like God loves marriage, you know? So as long as, you know, these two men, marry each other, these two women, you know, marry each other, whatever, right? And then the third aspect is salvation, which is the biggest one, which is essentially, I think this is the aspect where other religions don't like Christianity is here, as far as salvation is concerned, saying that there's only one way and it's your way, right? Like that's not necessarily something that... Mm -hmm. So I think let's just zero in on the conversation. Is it this aspect of marriage, sexuality, and salvation mm-hmm. um and so let's i think let's kick things off with salvation i think um and then you know uh work our way to the more controversial i think people have heard about salvation too many times that you know we will not it's simple with salvation it's simple it's simple yeah so so i think with salvation it's we live in a world where people believe that there are first of all the whole concept of like heaven and earth there are people who dispute that, who say, "Heaven and hell, or heaven and earth." I mean, sorry, he- well, heaven and hell. Let's just go with heaven and hell. Heaven and hell. Let's say eternity, two. the concept of eternity, heaven, right. and he- heaven and hell, right? Right. That there isn't life after this present time. Okay. Um, and then you know there are other belief systems that essentially say the same thing, like you know what? No, no, no. This is this is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything after this. Right. So that's one. And then two, it's. Christ, why is he the guy? Mm-hmm. You know, why, 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 why is he the person that's going to take away all of our sins? Why, why is that even the thing? And, and then on top of that, there is this whole aspect of... This is getting up. Yeah. There's the whole aspect of... <laughs> okay, I Are love we this. good? Are we sinful? All right. Mm-hmm. Are we inherently good as people? Right. Or are we inherently sinful? Right. Because I think... The, going back to this whole idea of worm... I think the message that's 
wormed its way into people and especially Christians is this whole idea of thinking of yourself as inherently good. Right. That, you know, good. That's why there's a whole thing of, you know, why do bad things happen to good, good people? people. <laughs> Whereas the actual gospel in the Bible says that we are not good. We are inherently evil. That's why we need Christ. Um, so if you believe that you're good, essentially you're canceling out the gospel because why do you need Christ if you're already good, right? Absolutely. So going back to that aspect of, you know, basic understanding of who we are and who are we inherently, good or evil, right? Mm -hmm. People are still exploring. Like, I think if, if, you, if, you, if you're not set on these foundational things, who are we as people? Are we inherently good or bad? Right. Um, what is, how long is this thing called life supposed to exist? You know, is it just, it, does it end in the present time? Is there life after this? Right. Um, and then if we are inherently evil, how, what's the solution? How do we get out of this? Right. And then, which is where the savior, the redeemer comes in. Right. And who is this redeemer? Is it Christ or is it every other idea that's out there? Right. Right. Um, I think this, these are foundational ideas mm -hmm. that if you are not set on, right. Like if you don't say, you know what, this is what I believe. And I, this is not up for debate. This is not up for any revisions in the future. Like this is what I believe. And I'm set on this. And it's, that's the end of the conversation. I don't care what new revelation comes up in the future. Right. If you've not made a decision on these things, you will essentially be tossed and turned throughout your life because mm -hmm. there's always going to be a new idea in terms of like, okay. And they are very persuasive ideas. Absolutely. If you, if you explore other belief systems, they're quite persuasive. Some of them make sense. Of course, if you dig deep enough, there are too many holes, but if you are not set on the basic um, truth, you know, I would say um, or basic doctrine, you, you'll be swayed. So I think, Beginning with salvation, meaning which salvation begins with the fact that one, we are created by God and that we messed up and became sinful. And every single human being born after that was born a sinner, shout out to J. Cole. And then we needed a savior and then Christ came and he died and, you know, rose and uh, claimed us and paid a price for our life and brought us back from the enemy. And um, after this life, there's a life that's going to come that's going to be spent with him in heaven and then later on in the new you know, heaven and earth. If you don't believe in that basic, which is essentially the gospel, um, then you'll be tossed and turned. And everything else that we'll talk about, you know, everything else, like in terms of like the sexuality, right. marriage, and success, and all those other things, they are used. So I think, one, why do you think it's hard for some people to make up their minds about these basic issues? Um, number one, there's, as we started, there's a lot of information. Now let's put that to the side. Mm -hmm. Number two, it, re, it does not, re, it, 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 for you to believe these things, you have to deny logic. Mm -hmm. Faith is, a, is, is, is the substance of things hoped for and the mm -hmm. evidence of things not seen. Yeah. Right? And, and we are created to be people who use logic. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like almost trust the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. That, that in itself says, deny yourself, mm -hmm. deny who you are and just trust what he says. To add something there, just one second. Right. There's a guy called Soren Kierkegaard, who's a Danish philosopher okay. who essentially said, wrote this book um, about faith based on the story of Abraham and Isaac and him sacrificing Isaac. And he said that um, having faith is essentially abandoning. Yes. You're thinking. Absolutely. It's taking your brain 
and putting it in a jar of shutting it, whatever. Absolutely. Because no, he's right. Because even with the, with the Abraham being the father of faith, sometimes I, I, there's so many holes to that story that don't really matter. Like in a, I'm always asking myself what what happened two days or a day before he actually had to do that, and what happened after that. How did Isaac look at him and all that? That's that's not important. But nonetheless, the reason why is because, as we said, logic. You have to not use your logic. Mm-hmm. Faith has to completely, completely leave out logic. Mm. And that's the number one thing. We, we are not created to operate outside of logic, right? Especially mm-hmm. with science and, and everything needs to be proved and, and evidence because I can touch you. I can touch her. You know, something makes me feel hurt. Something makes me feel loved. Something makes me feel tired and fearful and sick. So everything is, has evidence, but for the one thing that is truly most important. Mm-hmm. But as T.D. Jake said, if he said, if, if, if you did have faith, then the concept of God would be, mm-hmm. just would be useless. You know, because if, if, if you didn't have, if you didn't require faith, then what was the point? Mm-hmm. How can you trust a person who you can't see? That's the sacrifice we have to do to actually believe in God. In a person that cannot be seen, a person that is all-knowing, a person mm-hmm. that is all-powerful, a person that is everywhere at every time, a person who's outside time, space, and matter, who created time, space. So all these things are mind-blowing, right? Mm-hmm. You think about that. So that requires you to, to actually abandon your logic. Uh, that's number two. And number three, because I don't think, I think it is generally impossible even as thinking as Henry right now, I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a believer in the gospel and, and the truth that God exists. Mm-hmm. But if sometimes when I sit down and I think about it, I go, it is actually absurd. Mm. It is actually absurd to believe uh, that all these things are actually true. So again, it goes back to people being comfortable. It, it always goes down to being comfortable in, in, in your own skin. Mm. Is this comfortable for me? Does it make sense to me? If it doesn't make sense, then it's not true, right? Yeah. And, and everything about the Bible, my God, most of it just doesn't make sense. So I think those three reasons mostly drive people to actually find it quite hard to, to, to believe this thing. So, so let, let me, let me uh, I think I'll just, you know, uh, prefix this by, I'll, I'll say something and then I'll throw it back to you. I just want to get your opinion on some of these okay. things, right? So I believe that, as Christians, okay. I think we need to be two things. Mm-hmm. I think it's foundationally, we're supposed to be doctrinally monogamous, meaning we have to... Fancy word, dog. Yeah, we have to have one subscribe doctrine. to one doctrine. Like, yes. what do you believe? This is unchanged. You're immovable on this thing. Right. But intellectually promiscuous. Okay. So doctrinally speaking, I am monogamous, but then intellectually speaking, I am promiscuous. And how this looks like for me is one, when I say doctrinally monogamous, meaning what do I believe about the gospel mm-hmm. in terms of like who I am, who God is, mm-hmm. um, so who I am, you know, like, am I created by God? Am I just, you know, is it evolution? Like all of those things, I am set on the, what I believe regarding those things, right? And I'm not changing where, where I stand. Mm-hmm. Who is God? You know, everything from like, 
is he eternal? You know, is he the God of gods? Is he, uh, is the, what, what, what do I believe about the Holy Trinity? You know, is Christ God? Is he the son of God? Is he like a prophet? Like all of those foundational things, right? <laughs> Salvation, you know, like, okay. am I inherently a sinner? Am I inherently, inherently a good, good person? person. Um, and do I need a redeemer? Do I not need a redeemer? Like, you know, what's the path to eternal life? Um, what I believe about church um, you know, like as an entity, as a group, an, as a collection of believers, well. like what is it mm-hmm. exactly? What's the position of the church and marriage? Mm-hmm. What do I believe is the purpose of marriage? You know, well, who is, who's behind marriage? You know, who am I accountable to as a married person? Like all of like for me, these are, I am doctrinally monogamous. I am not changing my position on these things. Yes. Because I believe that the Bible is very clear on where we should stand and what we should believe regarding these things that I've just mentioned. This is in my view, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then intellectually, I'm promiscuous in terms of like, you know, the social systems, right? Innovation in the world, you know, how governments should operate. Is it democracy? Is it this, right. um, you know, way of uh, leading and um, business, art, you know, how the human mind works and like all of these other things. I am, you know, diets and um, how we're supposed to, you know, traveling, like all these other things for me, I'm like, I'm intellectually promiscuous. I'm always exploring. One day I'm in doing intermittent fasting. The next day I'm eating four meals a day. Um, right now I am following this regime, exercising. The next day I'm following something else. Right. Like I am always exploring, like how do you build teams? How do you manage your teams? You know, what's the right you know, leadership philosophy? Like I'm always exploring and intellectually promiscuous, but there are certain things where I am doctrinally monogamous. Like I am not changing. So throwing it back to you. What? But those those are two different aspects, by the way. Yes. Those are two different aspects. So I, I don't want people to get it confused as if you're saying that you want to be intellectually promiscuous within your doctrine. No, I'm not. And that's so, what I'm saying. Like, this is, yeah. like, I, so I'm just clarifying it for the people. Yeah, I am very clear on what, on the where, where I am promiscuous where and where I am mm-hmm. being monogamous. Meaning okay. I, will, I will faithfully commit to one belief system. system. Okay. And then there are areas where I'm like, I'm open to exploring. I am open to changing my mind on things. I am open to trying this. And then the next day trying something else, intellectually promiscuous. Right. And I think I've said it for me, like, you know, it's social systems, leadership, uh, government, you know, uh, business, art, like all of those things, the human psychology and everything else. I'm always changing on that because we're exploring as people, there's new research and all those other things. Right. Right. But then where I am not changing my mind, where I am doctrinally monogamous is stuff like the gospel, like who is God? Who am I? You know, um, what's my role in this world? You know, why am I here? Um, salvation, you know, um, the church, marriage, um, sexuality. I don't change my stance on those things. I don't care what new information comes, comes around. Uh-huh. And then, so that way I, I am essentially, it's this balance between being anchored and moving. Okay. So I am anchored on some things and I am swimming and surfing on others. Right. Um, and I think, as people, we need to establish both. You're like, you have to re- decide where will you be anchored? Like, I am not changing my position on these issues. Uh-huh. Yet, decide on where you are flexible and you're always changing and you're exploring. Um, you have to decide what these, these two groups, you know, where you're going to stand and what, what, where are you immovable and where are you movable? I think Absolutely. every person has to decide for themselves what those two things are. And so now throwing the question back to you right. is, where are you immovable? Oh, my faith, my, my understanding of who God is. And you talked about doctr- doctrinally monogamous. 
Yeah. And, and can I just say, can, can we, we're making reference to sound doctrine, by the way. Mm-hmm. We're talking about sound doctrine uh, that preaches one truth about a fallen world mm. in need of a savior. And, and, and I think we have to say that, you know, this, uh, we say doctrinally monogamous, meaning it's built upon the Bible. The Bible. The Christian Bible, the, the 66 the, books. And the correct interpretation the, of the Bible. The correct interpretation <laughs> right. of the Bible, meaning the Bible interprets the Bible. Exactly. Looking at the scripture context. interprets yeah. scripture, right? Yeah, yeah. So we ha- that's, what, that's, that's what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm, I'm unchanging on, on that truth, be it in, in marriage and divorce, as you're saying, be it in sexuality, you know, the fluid, fluidity of sexual, whatever. I, yeah. I stand with scripture and I am, I am quite, um, I'm quite a conservative guy, generally. Just yeah. in life, I'm conservative. So even in scripture, I'm quite conservative. Unlike, you don't take you know, liberties, huh? No, I don't take liberties in scripture at no. all. And I, I take it to mean what it means not what I think it means and it applies now, it didn't apply then, all this stuff. No, I take it how it is and I'll, and I'll live and die by that. Mm-hmm. So I know you know this because we've had some topics on that. I think for all who have <laughs> listened to the podcast know that. <laughs> so, so yeah. Now, as you said, when it comes to you know, seeking knowledge on, on other things, you can't be, I don't think you can be um, stagnant. Mm-hmm when information is always changing. Mm-hmm. So in terms of technology and, and you, for example, you can't tell me malaria is, in, is, is, is incurable. Mm-hmm. Like when it was then, when now it is it's quite, it's, it's nothing. We, you know, in Tanzania, we get sick with malaria and you just, ah, cool, it's just malaria, man. I mean, although there are many people who still die from they still malaria. Die, of course, yeah. but, but it's not as, 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 not as terrifying bad as, it was as in, that in, in HIV. Mm. It's not like that, disease that you get and everyone's like, oh my God, that's a death sentence. Now people are living. I think now right? cancer has become that. Cancer has become that, right? Yeah. Until, you know, through, I think, the power of God, we get to see a vaccine or um, a, yeah, a, cure, yeah. a cure to that. Luckily, so things like that that are changing and evolving. Yes. I'm really open to, to actually changing yeah. my stance. Mm-hmm. But it's something that is eternal, unchanging. And that's the very nature of who God is. I'm not willing to compromise that by bringing you information that is going to try and, and dispute that fact. Yes. And I remember even, it's the same thing in Ephesians, Paul as well. He was talking to the Ephesian church and uh, he calls people who actually are always changing in, in things that you should have undisputed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that we should no longer be children. He calls us children, mm-hmm. right? Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, mm. right? Yeah. By the trickery of men mm. in the cunning Tr- trickery, trickery of men. Wasania. Wasania. Oh, <laughs> you sent us a video in the group. Anyways. <laughs> Navitito. Navitito. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the craftiness of deceitful plotting. So people who engage in those things, the word of God calls them children because ch- that's what children are. Mm. Children are still people who are learning and are still being shaped by different kinds of information. And ultimately you're nurtured into this one person with a specific belief system. Like any, if you're always constantly acting like a child, mm. you will be tossed and turned with every, with every new uh, information. So I stand in terms of things that are eternal and unchanging, like the nature of who God is, who I am, who God says I am what God did through, through the Jesus Christ, 
in what the work of the cross has done to me and to everybody else who's willing to believe in that message of the cross, mm. being born again and, and obtaining salvation and, and, and in the future, hopefully in the end, uh, being reunited with my father in, um, in heaven. I, not, I, not, not hopefully, certainly. Yeah, yes, certainly, of course. It's, it's, not, not, it's, it's, not, it's not disputable. It's faith faith it, is, is, the, is the evidence, right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's guaranteed. It's, it's a guarantee that we'll be there. Yes. So, and mm. I believe in that truth unshakably. Yeah. Unshakably. So, yeah. Okay, that, that's pretty cool. And, and I think uh, essentially what we want people to take away from this conversation is this, is that as a person, do not be the gullible people that Paul talks about when right. he's writing to Timothy. People who are... And yeah, and, and what you've just read, yeah. right? Like, you know, babies, essentially. Yeah. You know, you're gullible and you're open to anything. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, a baby believes anything. Like, uh, you can, I mean, I've, the amount of stories that I've told. To babies. To babies. And you're like, <laughs> they, they believe. And sometimes, you know, even talking about superheroes. You're like, you said, just a damn shame. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you talk about superheroes, right? And they actually believe these things exist. Santa, I mean, like, mm. it's, it's insane. Um, Santa so, doesn't exist, bro. Santa ain't real. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. yes, uh, Paule, if you've just heard this for the first time and you were crying, <laughs> um, Santa ain't real. But I think don't be like those people mm. because you'll be tossed and turned and you will never arrive at the truth. Right. I think as an individual, you have to decide for yourself. Absolutely. What you believe um, and what is immovable, where you are immovable in your life. Like, and I think I can just give you a few pointers, you know, a place where you can start. These are things that I personally believe, and you can add, by the way, okay. um, where I think as an individual, as a Christian, you have to decide for yourself um, in direct consultation with the Bible, by the way. These are not just ideas you cook up. Um, they have to be backed by scripture. Um, and I think- no, but maybe, this, as you're saying, this is a message for Christians. For Christians, yes. Um, one, if you claim to believe in God, then you have to operate this way, I believe. You know, Absolutely. you can, yeah, because God is very uh, clear on a lot of issues. Right. So I think where you, the first place to start is what do you believe about God? Who is, is God? God. Mm-hmm. I think you have to look to scripture and listen to what scripture says about God. And that's immovable. It says God doesn't change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Absolutely. What do you believe about yourself? Who are you? Where do you come from? Where are you mm-hmm. going? Absolutely. And then I think after that, you have to decide what to believe about the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Is it inerrant? Is it infallible? Is it changing? Are there updates? Is it ever true for the ever and ever and ever? Christ said, you know, everything will change. Everything will pass away, but my Your word words. will stand. What do you believe about the Bible? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to decide what you believe about salvation and yeah. the gospel. Right. The whole, uh, the whole message of the gospel, you know, like that Christ came because we were perishing and then he died for our sins and our faith in him, you know, redeems us essentially from this doom, from eternal damnation, essentially. So what do you believe about the gospel? Um, and then I believe there are key things that you have to look on, you know, things that are a big part of our lives. One, what do you believe about sexuality? I think you have to look to the Bible and decide. Um, I think the Bible is very clear in terms of like, it's, it's not as vague as the world presents this whole issue. But what, it's is very the, clear. what does the Bible say on sexuality? <laughs> the Bible says that God created a man and a woman. And that's the end of it. What do you mean? 
And that's the end of it. And the Bible condemned um, any homosexual same-sex activity, like condemned very clearly. Absolutely. Like it's not up for discussion, right? <laughs> but again, go back to the Bible. You're welcome Des- for the little push. Yeah, decide okay. what you believe about that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think you have to decide what you believe about marriage mm-hmm. because I think the Bible is very clear on that. If in fact, Christ himself spoke about marriage um, and everything about, you know, in terms of like who to marry, um, whether or not to marry, um, and issues. What is it? Exactly. What married? is it? What is the purpose of marriage? You know, how is, you, is there such a thing as divorce? Yes. He spoke about that. And if it's allowed, what what's he the, spoke about that? What's too. the condition? Like you know, actually, just the remarriage, like all bit. of those other things. Huh? Actually, that's funny. Because yeah. a lot of people like to take that and misconstrue it and say adultery is, is the, the only the thing. But technically, if you just read a couple of verses before, he says, "Look, when he, when God said let no man." You know, Moses, in fact, he said, we, not God. He said, when Moses we, gave y'all a pass, it was because of the no, hardness of God your heart. God said, what, what God has joined together. No man should separate. No man should separate. Which is quoted in all weddings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's saying, let no man. This is separate. an unbreakable covenant. Yeah. And Christ comes and says, look, guys, the only reason why Moses gave this to you. It's because of the hardness of your heart. But the position is, you don't yeah. break that. And then he says, it ain't for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So... Anyways. So decide for yourself. Eh? So that's something else that you have to look into and decide for yourself in terms of like what these are things that you, you these are areas I believe you should be immovable. Okay. Um, there are many other issues like giving, like, you know, what, what do you do with your money? You know, uh, stewardship, stewardship, basically financial stewardship, all these other issues. The Bible has a lot to say with, on these things, but then of course there are areas where the Bible is also, it's left room for you to experiment and try out other things, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, like building wealth, the Bible doesn't give you a blueprint on how to do it. Um, it just gives you general principles, but the how you decide for yourself what you want to do with that. Uh-huh. So I think these are some key areas. Absolutely. The Bible talks about everything from, you know, how to be a citizen in your country. I mean, all these other things. So I think, so I think these are, as a beginning, I think these are areas where you should be immovable. And then there are plenty of other areas where you can just explore and experiment. But I think you have to decide for yourself. This is just, we're not giving you everything. You know, this is just, we're just trying to challenge you and push you in the right direction in terms of deciding for yourself um, how you want to position yourself belief-wise and intellectually. So I think as a Christian... Just just to add to that, sorry to cut you off, but I understand that all these things are, are quite important. But the entire basis of what you're going to believe about sexuality, about marriage, about stewardship, it's all based on that first foundational thing we spoke about. Who God is, who Christ is, and who we are. Who we are. So who we are, where we're from, where we're going, mm-hmm. how we live in between, and where the scripture is inerrant, infallible, and all the characteristics of scripture. Is it? Is it changing? Is it unchanging? Is it is the truth, you know, and all these things. And, and once you, you're set on that, I think that's a good place to start. And, and as scripture says, the whole message, if you believe in the whole message of the gospel, which is the key to actually to eternity, I think you'll be set on that one. And then the rest can follow. Mm. So I think we encourage people to start with, with who Christ is, the message of the cross, believing that if you believe that, then let's move on to these other things that yes. some of them are still undisputable, 
but at least not at the, at, at the, at the cost of not knowing who Christ is and what he has done yeah. for you. So we hope that you will come to the understanding of, uh, you will arrive at the truth, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you because will we know you know. Because yes. the message is, the, yeah. the, the, the information is there. Mm-hmm. So right? you will not be the person who's always searching, but then never arriving at the knowledge of the truth. Absolutely. Uh, we hope that you will arrive at the knowledge of the truth. And, you know, there's plenty of room to explore uh, with a lot of other things in your life, you know. Um, but I think there are certain things that you have to arrive at the truth. Absolutely. You can't always be exploring because it's not the right way to live as a Christian. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? No, not really. But uh, unfortunately, unlike many of our podcasts, I think this was directly pointed out to, to only Christians. Yes. Because this is a sensitive topic in the world where we're going now. Everything seems all, all willy-nilly. There are willy-nilly. always new ideas. New ideas and, and, and how we should live and, and what and is actually, acceptable uh, uh, or not. Can we accept yes. people? And people don't know the difference between, look, I love you and I know God loves you, but he just hates what you're doing. Mm. And, that's who, and that's what it is. Even with us, we've got sins, sins are just sins, Right. We have our own sins as well that we commit, and that doesn't change God's love for us. Yeah. He just hates what we're doing. And, and this encouragement is for us Christians as well, in terms of, as, as Ben called it, doctrinally sound. Uh, focus on those truths and, and have an immovable and shakable foundation. Yeah, and I think there, and there, and the there are people who actually move churches because it's like, eh, it's boring. It's like same Maybe we old. should talk about that sometimes. Yeah, same old. people church hop. Exactly. Right? Same old, same old. Um, because yeah. they're seeking like a new, a new thing. It's a thrill, yeah. And I think initially, actually, even you're right. Even the same thing you see people abandoning relationships and marriage because they're looking for something new. This is just eh, with the same. Yeah, old, same there old. is something about newness that right. uh, is fascinating to us fallen, fallen creatures. But I think um, you know, even as pre- as a preacher, in fact, as uh-huh. a preacher, I've come to be comfortable with the fact that you know what, I have nothing new to say. Yeah. Like there are no gimmicks, there are no new revelations. There is nothing. It's yeah. like I'm. I will present to you what you already know. Yeah. I am simply reminding you of what you already know. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing new. And I think as a as a communicator, that's kind of boring because you want to have something fresh to say. Mm-hmm. You want to bring a new twist and a new angle to that. And I think for me, I'm like, you know what? I have my leadership training for that. Not this one. Not the church. Uh, there's no experimenting. Not the there's nothing. The gospel, yeah. you, you don't do. What does the Bible say? Whoever adds or removes, you know, I don't want to be dealing with that situation. Absolutely. So I think even as a Christian who's you know following or uh, who's a member of a church or who's following certain preachers, this thirst for something new should not be a deciding factor on who you listen to or where you go to. Absolutely. But rather the truth that's spoken from those platforms that should be. Uh, what drives you and what, you know, makes you decide where to go. Not all these gimmicks, not games, not none of this stuff. Right. Because there are no new revelations. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, uh, what is it, the, the Drake song, No New Friends? Someone no should come friend. up with like, no new revelations. No new revelations, man. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, It's man. like, no new revelations, man. Like, I believe what I believe and the Bible is very clear on that. If you come up with something new, tell me where you got it from. Yeah. I think we need to grow up. God told me. Yeah, conversation for I, another I day. Don't, I don't like that. The God told me. Yeah, that, I, I ascended right? to the third heaven and I got yeah. a new revelation. <laughs> Absolutely. At least how it's supposed to be. Mm. Not too sure about that. No. Yeah. So I think we should just grow up as people, as followers of Christ. I think it's time to, to graduate from being children 
uh, to people who the, the word of God calls mature. I so, feel so old. So take your... <laughs> I feel old. Okay, I'm still growing. I feel... Not necessarily... I'm, 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 old, I'm glad you're old. <laughs> no, not, not old in a sense of... But I think... Because what we are talking about is usually what people, like a lot of older guys talk about it. Like, mm. come on, man. Like, you know, get with the program, right? Absolutely. The, what, what, is it, what is the movement with the millennials? De, de, de constr- the deconstruction. Yes, yes. Um, uh, the C4 thing. Uh, the C4. That's an energy drink. Oh. Oh, my God. I think what it's the de- deconstruction, essentially. Of the it's gospel, like, yeah. Yeah, of the gospel, you know, which is the millennial movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, people of our generation, essentially, just looking at the church and the... And, uh, it's doctrines and deconstructing just, just to, deconstruction theory. Is it something, something like that? Like that right? Yeah. Deconstructing everything and breaking it yeah, down and going, and I don't know if it's going back to basics. I have to check out the movement, uh, yeah. but I've seen it, uh, you know, online, I think on YouTube, a few videos and people talking about the whole movement. But I think, yeah, in that sense where enough with the gimmicks, man, enough with the games, enough mm. with the exploring, I think, mm-hmm. um, no new, re- no new revelations. Maybe that should be the title of this podcast. No new revelation. Yeah. That should be the title of this podcast. No new revelation. No new. <laughs> because that's just the way it is, man. Absolutely. Like no new revelation. Um I like that. On the basics. And then you know, you can always explore on other things. Yeah, it's as called well. this de- deconstruction. Deconstruction, right? Yeah. yeah. So check out that movement as well in terms of I think I've heard a few good things about that in terms mm-hmm. of like breaking it down to the basics, removing the gimmicks, you yeah. know, chiseling all the dirt and all the nonsense, um, and like looking at the truth and believing the truth. Yep. Uh, this has been the What If I Keep It Real podcast. I am your host, Ben Oden. And I'm your host, Henry Sondo. Talk to you next time. Yeah, not see you next time. No, next see you next time. No, talk to you next time. Hopefully, we'll see you. One of these days, we're speaking in faith. We'll Come move on. to videos and um, we'll be doing videos. Um, no, you'll see us. We won't see you, but okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we've got a maybe bigger we'll picture. Maybe we'll see them. No, we might. We'll never know. We're maybe there's going to be a What If I Keep It Real conference one day. Maybe. You know, Maybe. where we just bring everybody together and have authentic conversations around. Maybe there's going to be a book. Who knows, dude? Like, come on, man. Um, the sky is the limit, right? No, it's not. It's just a view. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>